you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's episode of Locked On Mizzou, of course, we have to talk about the number 12 Tiger basketball team heading down to Auburn, Alabama tonight for what promises to be a rather exciting basketball game. Also, a Mizzou legend, breaking news, turns out is going to fight YouTube star Jake Paul in a boxing match. And you know what? I'll tell you who that is. And you know what? I have some thoughts later on in this episode. But first, I do want to start with some more thoughts on Tiger football, especially the new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. And if you've listened to this show the past few weeks, you will definitely know that I was not championing any specific candidate for that defensive coordinator position. But what I really wanted to see is I wanted to see Missouri open up their wallet, figuratively speaking, and pay said assistant a good chunk of money because I really believe that Eli Drinkwitz has a lot of momentum right now. There's no question about that if you just look at recruiting alone. But Missouri has a real opportunity here to seize that momentum, to capitalize on a surprisingly good 2020 season. And you know what? I think we're well on our way to doing that because, well, they certainly opened up their wallet. Steve Wilkes is getting the most money ever for a Missouri assistant coach. Ultimately, you've got some bonuses here. The base salary can be up to $1 million next year. Ultimately, you're looking at two years with a maximum value of about $2.5 million. So, honestly, I just think that's really important to see. I think it's important for the entire state, the entire conference, the entire nation, quite honestly, to see that Missouri is ready to step their game up in terms of football. And I think Eli Drinkwitz is the right guy to do just that. And obviously, Mr. Wilkes spent one largely unsuccessful season as an NFL head coach for the Arizona Cardinals in 2018. Well, one of our favorites happened to play for Wilkes in that season, and that's former Missouri defensive end Marcus Golden. And Marcus said, quote, I played for him for a year. He's a great, hardworking guy. He will help us, and by us he means Mizzou, of course, right away, and the players will love playing for him. Hope we can get him. He's a good coach. Well, obviously, Missouri ultimately did get Steve Wilkes, so to me it says a lot that he was championing the guy giving him all the praise in the world before he was even officially the hire. So, frankly, Marcus Golden, his word does carry a lot of weight with me. It really does. And I I just got to think that if Marcus, the kind of young man that he is, if he likes him, well, I'm guessing a lot of these young cats will too. Again, a guy who's legitimately been an NFL head coach, an NFL defensive coordinator, he can tell all these young kids – He can't just say, hey, here's how, in theory, you could get to the NFL. He knows what it takes. He's seen it firsthand. And again, with with recruiting, that stuff carries a lot of weight. And speaking of the NFL, it certainly seems like guys with NFL ties is something that Eli Drinkwitz is indeed emphasizing. And frankly, it's something that I was hoping he would emphasize. So it tracks that, you know, replacing 
former defensive line coach Brick Haley, who was let go in the last week or so, replacing him with former Oakland Raiders defensive line coach Jethro Franklin. So again, another interesting name to keep in mind there. We'll see how Franklin does with this defensive line for this coming season. Now, obviously, when you talk into a microphone and occasionally make quite a few predictions about sporting events, well, obviously, you're going to be wrong a lot. But you know what? I wasn't just wrong about an event. I was, frankly, wrong about a trend. I really believed that because, you know, as we all know, this 2020 season, for all intents and purposes, didn't count, at least in terms of eligibility. So, technically, all of Missouri's 16 seniors from its football roster could have returned this year. But in my mind, I just thought, boy, I could see you know the punter, Grant McInnes, coming back, guy who hasn't actually played that much in college, spent the first part of his career at the University of Kentucky. You know, There were certain guys that I could see coming back. But to me, it's totally shocking that 11 of those 16 seniors apparently are coming back. Now, we know Larry Roundtree, Josh Bledsoe, Tyree Gillespie, they're all moving on. Damon Hazelton as well. They all Those guys all have some NFL aspirations, so good for them. But honestly, I, I'm just I'm astonished that that many guys are coming back. I really am. And frankly, it just speaks to the culture that Eli was able to build in just one short season. Frankly, Steve Wilkes, one thing he said, he said he, wanted, he learned in his one year as an NFL coach, it's a lot harder to install a, cult, a winning culture and a positive culture than it is to install your defense. So just an interesting thought there from Steve Wilkes, I thought. And certainly Eli has done as good of a job as you could possibly imagine, especially in what is a very strange season. And by the way, you know what? I should have mentioned this last week, but it's still at the top of my mind, so I'm going to get to it anyway. There's a certain conventional wisdom that I've noticed has cropped up in football. I'll just mention this quickly. Not this past week against Buffalo, but the previous week against the Cleveland Browns, Kansas City Chiefs, well, there was a big hit right by the goal line where the Cleveland Browns defender fumbled the ball out of the end zone, and of course that meant it was a turnover by the Browns, Chiefs take over on their own 20-yard line. Well, the conventional wisdom is, is oh man, that's the dumbest rule in, in pro sports. I kept seeing various blue check marks on Twitter tweeting out that that was the dumbest rule in all of, in all of pro sports. Well, allow me to disagree with this bit of conventional wisdom. I personally like the touchback rule. When a guy is chugging down the sidelines, looks like he's about to score a touchdown, and an incredibly fast guy comes from behind, knocks the football out, goes through the back of the end zone, and creates a turnover, to me, that's an incredibly exciting play. And by the way, it's okay if ball handling is part of the game. If it's should there be just zero risk to reaching the ball out for the pylon? There should be no risk to that whatsoever. Why does every rule have to favor the offense? Personally, I'm 100% fine with where the touchback rule is right now. If the offense, if you want to reach for that pylon, well, it doesn't have to be a zero risk rule. I, I don't understand why that's considered stupid, that you can actually be punished for fumbling the ball. I don't see why that's a bad thing. But you know what? I digress. And you know what? We are definitely going to get to Tiger basketball after this break. 
And at first glance, you might think, gee, Mizzou is a two-and-a-half-point underdog. But wait a second. Aren't they a top-12 team? They're 12th in the country. Auburn has already lost seven games, I believe. Well, you know what? If you disagree, then go to betonline.ag and get in on all the action. And be sure to sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Again, there's no reason to sit on the sidelines anymore because you've got us here at betonline.ag and the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our brand new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And as I mentioned earlier, the Tigers are getting two and a half points on the road tonight despite being the ranked ball club here. But you know what? You got to say, Auburn is a completely different team with Sharif Cooper, their five-star freshman point guard who initially was sitting out because of, well, some sort of NCAA kerfuffle. I, I have no idea, frankly, what what he was sitting out with. But you know what? Certainly Auburn under Bruce Pearl is no stranger to NCAA violations, questions, what have you. And in fact, actually the Tigers self-imposed an NCAA tournament ban on themselves this season. Now, the cynical among us, possibly including me, would have thought, oh, gee, after Auburn just lost a whole bunch of seniors, sure, this is the season where they impose an NCAA ban on themselves. But you know what? After their last five ball games with Sharif Cooper back in the fold, or I guess in the fold for the first time, they look like a completely different ball club. They're 3-2 and two in those games, two losses coming, two undefeated in the conference, Alabama, and a pretty good Arkansas team on the road as well. Now, at first glance, this Auburn team is not a whole lot different stylistically than most of these Bruce Pearl quads, squads excuse me, that we've become used to in his time at Auburn and also previously at Tennessee. They like to play fast, get up and down, and they'll shoot a lot of threes. And generally, they're going to have a lot of pretty athletic guys uh, in the perimeter and in the front court. But Cooper has really made the half-court offense for Auburn just much, much, much more efficient. And just to give you an idea of what a different team Auburn is with Cooper, you can just look at a few of his individual numbers. Again, in his five games, all SEC games, by the way, leads conference play in usage rate, assist rate, and fouls drawn per 40 minutes. And he's also second in the league in shot percentage. So the guy is controlling the offense basically all the time at a level that has even been higher than what Xavier Pinson has been doing so far. So again, to say that the Tigers, the Auburn Tigers, that is, are a different team with Cooper is putting it rather mildly. And they're also quite a bit better, too. So what's the deal? 
Again, Cooper averaging 21 points, 9 assists so far. He's a really, really good ball handler and passer, but not a great three-point shooter, at least not so far. He's shooting 20%, I believe 5 of 25 in this short season, putting up plenty of attempts but not making them. So if I'm Conzo Martin, what I think you have to make Cooper do is make him shoot. You have to go under everything. I mean absolutely every screen. And there are going to be a ton of ball screens in the half court by Auburn. That's something that Tennessee doesn't do a whole lot of. Auburn is certainly going to set a ton of ball screens for Cooper tonight. And the guy's a really good penetrator. Again, excellent passer. So to me, again, Auburn has some good outside shooting. My game plan would be make Sharif Cooper beat me with his two-point shooting, to be honest with you. Or even better, make him shoot threes. If you can go underneath his screens and make him take three-pointers, well, that's exactly what Missouri wants. But frankly, we're going to have to make him finish in the paint, I think. Now, he may be capable of that. He's making 48% of his twos so far. But to me, if you're Missouri, you're a lot better off kind of making him get his and staying home on shooters for Auburn. Because if Auburn gets the game going to their tempo, they start knocking down three-pointers at home, I just think that's a bad scenario for Mizzou. We have a lot better chance at victory if we stay at home on shooters, avoid overhelping, and you know what? If Sharif Cooper ends up getting 25 points and Missouri wins anyway, well, I think all of us will take that. I think that might have to be the game plan for this evening. Also, on the other end of the court, you have to make Sharif Cooper guard. So, again, ball screens, plenty of ball screens for Missouri, too. Let's try and make Cooper work through as many of those as possible as well. Be interesting to see if he has any chance of keeping Xavier Pinson in front of him. And speaking of game plans, well, if your game plan is to simply go to your local auto parts store, or even worse, just go to a new car dealership and expect them to give you decent prices on auto parts well I gotta say that's a pretty pretty terrible plan that'd be like shooting no three-pointers in the year 2021 it's just not gonna work and frankly it's old-fashioned so be new and go to rockauto.com which is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years and here's the best thing about rockauto.com Their prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. So why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So again, go to rockauto.com right now, see the parts available for your truck, and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And you know what? Here in about an hour or so, I think I'm going to head down to the gym and play some basketball myself. But you know what? I need some energy for that, and I think Built Bar is actually the perfect thing to have for this basketball outing because, you know what? You don't want to eat an entire meal before playing half-court basketball, but you know what? If you want a a treat that's low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-protein, high-fiber, something that's going to give you a little bit of energy boost, if you're feeling a bit peckish, a bit on an empty stomach, well, Build Bar is the best thing that I can possibly think of to throw in my backpack. 
So you too should go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And by the way, quickly, NFL, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. I'm guessing they're probably focusing on the Super Bowl the next couple weeks. What do you think? So be sure to 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 subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do, everywhere you get your podcast. It's Peacock and Williamson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you know what? If you've been listening to this podcast way back in the day, the previous iteration of this show called For Old Missouri, well, you remember that I talked about Ben Askren on occasion when he would come up for his latest UFC fight. And obviously, I was really disappointed when Ben Askren was not only defeated, but frankly, humiliated by Jorge Masvidal, the fastest knockout in UFC history. Quite honestly, when Ben retired after that fight, I figured that was probably it for him. I figured that was a real retirement. But obviously, money talks because Ben Askren, it's been announced, he is going to fight internet personality turned pro boxer Jake Paul. Yes, if you have no idea who Jake Paul is, well, frankly, join the club. Uh, I know he's him and his brother Logan, I guess his older brother Logan, are YouTube stars of some sort. Uh, you know, I've heard them interviewed on, on a podcast or two, but frankly, if you're going to ask me why are these guys famous, I have absolutely no idea. I have no help for you there. Clearly, I'm too old for this demo. But the reality is, apparently this Jake Paul kid will draw in some eyeballs because, well, he knocked out former NBA player Nate Robinson recently in a pay-per-view. So if somebody is going to run another event featuring, featuring him as a, as a boxer, well, I guess he can draw in some eyeballs. Oddly enough, though, you know, Ben Askren's an interesting choice because I will say Ben Askren can certainly talk you into the building. And as an example of that, he's talking about Jake Paul. He says, I know Jake Paul is enjoying pretending he is a fighter. I think on April 17th, he is going to have a rude awakening to what being a fighter is really like. Jake has led a privileged life and doesn't really know what the meaning of being a fighter is. I'm going to put his dreams to an end. Now, that's a really good pro wrestling promo there from, from Ben Askren. It really is. And that is the kind of smack talk that he was known for. Again, that would help sell the fight. That's a big reason of, frankly, why he got to the UFC was his ability to talk people into the arena, to talk people into buying a pay-per-view, just him running his mouth. But the reality is, if you've ever watched Ben Askren fight, while he does run his mouth and is very entertaining outside the ring, you'll also know that Ben Askren doesn't give two flying Fs, to, to put it rather delicately, if the fight is actually entertaining or not. We all know this. If you Again, if you've watched any Askren fights, he was a dominant wrestler, and he will sit on you and make the fight as boring as possible. As long as he's just completely dominating his opponent, he doesn't really give a crap. 
So my point is, if you want to watch pro wrestling, watch pro wrestling. Because this is probably not going to be an entertaining fight. And also, Ben is not a boxer. Striking was always the weakest part of his game. Obviously, he was a multi-time All-American national champion at the University of Missouri. So if if Ben simply, simply decides to cash his check and clinch on to Jake Paul the entire time, that wouldn't exactly be a big surprise to me. And then looking a little bit further into this, it sounds like the catch weight is going to be somewhere between 185 and 190, where both of these guys are going to fight. Apparently, that's right about where Paul fought his last time. He's five foot ten, 189. He measured in against Nate Robinson. Well, just as comparison, that's about Ben's height. But the previous time he fought at UFC, he actually fought at 170. So the fact that Askren is going to be 20 pounds heavier here. That makes me question how good a shape he's going to be in, quite honestly. And 5'10", 189, that's actually probably where Logan Paul wants to be as a fighter. And my God, I cannot believe I'm really breaking this down that seriously. But the point is, uh, now you're looking at Askren having to balloon, not, not balloon up necessarily, but he's not having to be in great shape, obviously. If he only has to be 190 pounds, that, that's not... That's not that slim for Ben Askren. It's really not. So bottom line is, actually, if you go to betonline.ag, believe it or not, Jake Paul is actually the slight favorite in this fight. So if you think that's insane, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, and put some money on Ben Askren. Because April 17th, apparently this boxing match is going to go down. But you know what? I'm going to give you all some advice that I'm certainly going to take myself. Do not buy this thing. It's not going to be an entertaining fight. Just stop it. Please stop giving money to these people who are doing basically, what is this? This is circus stuff. If you want to watch pro wrestling, by all means, watch pro wrestling. Watch the Royal Rumble this Sunday. That'll be entertaining. But if that's not for you, by all means, then watch real fighting. Watch real boxing. Watch MMA. Don't watch whatever this is. Whatever this Jake Paul, Ben Askren crap is, I'm sorry, this is nonsense. Frankly, Ben is a little bit above this when it comes to his actual career, but you know what? I bet it was I bet it was money that he couldn't refuse. So, you know what? Good for him. He's got a family. He wants to make some easy money in his mind. I can't say I blame him. Go for it. What would I do if I were him? Ah, I'd probably take the money too. But you know what I don't have to do? I don't have to give the company that's promoting this fight my hard-earned money for what's sure to be a boring fight and almost certainly a, a total zero of an undercard. But you know what? With all that being said, I will see you guys late tonight or early tomorrow with my preview, or actually I should say recap, of the Missouri-Auburn basketball game. Certainly a bit of a trap game for Mizzou here, possibly coming off of a huge win over Tennessee. But you know what? The Auburn Tigers are in kind of a weird spot, too. They just came off a really nice performance against South Carolina, and they're going to face Baylor next in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. So maybe we can catch Auburn looking forward a little bit to Baylor. You never know. We'll see what happens. And I'll, Either way, I'll recap it all for you right here on Locked on Missouri. 